0: Hello everyone, Bustle.com, by Gina M. Florio, October 7, 2016. Why we need to stop calling women, quote-unquote, girls. What can I get you girls? It's one of the first things my friends and I always hear when we're ordering something in a restaurant or a bar. Men of all demographics is the phrase as do a lot of women. It's become so common that I don't even flinch at it anymore, even if it's something I don't particularly love hearing. If you really think about it, though, addressing a grown-ass woman as a girl is pretty problematic. It's about time we consider nixing the word from our vocabulary entirely. Let's get technical for a second and talk about the definition of girl. According to dictionary.com, girl means a female child from birth to full growth or a young immature woman, all in quotations. That basically rules out most women reading this since we're adults, regardless our society loves tossing around the term girl, no matter how old the women they're referring to are. We hear it in all kinds of contexts, in songs, on the radio, from friends and family, even at work from our superiors. Most of the time the term is used endearingly, but that doesn't make it any better. It harbors a larger meaning, which reflects just how much our society fails to respect women. Here are five problems with calling women girls. One, it makes women into children. A girl is a person under the age of 18 who still lives with their parents. So when you use that term in reference to a successful woman who has worked hard to get to where she is today, you're ignoring her accomplishments and diminishing her maturity. It also implies that she needs to be looked after or taken care of like a silly tween who needs guidance from her camp counselor. Keep in mind that the dictionary defines girl as a young, immature woman. So if you constantly hear your boss or partner speaking about you and other women this way, that says a lot about how much they value you and it isn't right. You don't deserve to be infantilized by anybody unless you like being called a girl. Two, it has creepy sexual undertones. When a woman is on the street by a random guy, the leers tend to be kicked off with some variation of, hey girl, in run-of-the-mill romantic comedies, the protagonist always talks about getting the girl. Similarly, in the famous and hilariously accurate Mad TV skit, Can I Have Your Number, Darrell tries to coax Yvonne into giving him her number by insisting, don't be insecure girl, work that ponytail. In other words, men use the term girl when they're crudely hitting on women or objectifying them all while infantilizing them. It also sexualizes actual girls. Three, it perpetuates our unhealthy obsession with youth and women. Everywhere you turn, women are constantly being sold products they can drink or slather on their faces to make them look younger. Our society is obsessed with maintaining women's youth and men are constantly chasing after younger women. So much so that 37-year-old Maggie Gyllenhaal was once deemed too old, in quotations, to play the love interest of a 55-year-old man in a Hollywood movie. This is a thing we've become so used to that we no longer bat our eyes at it. As a result, women put tremendous expectations on themselves to remain youthful, even though aging women are beautiful and wise. It's a sexist tune that is only perpetuated further when men regularly refer to women as girls it's almost as if they want us to look like girls and act like girls because that's when we're most attractive to them many men are threatened by the idea of a powerful woman who has her shit together so they'd rather reduce us to childlike beings who are cute and helpless where are all the romances in which the man falls in love with the woman who is strong and independent we'd like to see more of those movies please four there's no male equivalent some might try to argue that we address men as quote-unquote guys all the time but that's not the equivalent to women being called girls marianne webster defines guy as man fellow there's nothing age specific about it so when the word is used on men it doesn't bear the same patronizing and mentalizing undertones for women though there's no term out there that can serve as a stand-in for guy we're simply referred to as girls or women while men are called boys then guys, then men. After high school graduation, you'll, you'll likely hit, won't hear your brother and his friends being called boys by anyone other than your mother. Have you ever heard your male co-workers called boys an important meaning by their boss, for instance? Doubt it. They're called guys or men, neither of which carry a loaded history of sexism. In fact, if you were to call a group of grown ass men, boys, when they're going about their lives as adults, they would probably take offense and demand that you take it back. Yet they'll turn around a second later and ask, quote unquote, the girls what they want to drink. It's a senseless exchange and it's one that men will never truly understand until it's explained to them, which is why parents should raise the boys of this next generation to never use this term when talking about women. Five, it prevents us from treating each other as equals. Languages isn't a petty thing. It plays a significant role in how we see the world, how we treat one another, and how we make sense of ourselves. And a group of adult women are way off as a bunch of girls. We feel like we're being talked down to in a condescending way. This may sound like something minute, but when it's done over and over again, it takes us further away from ever feeling like we're considered as worthy and adult as men. We're not children. We're not youngsters we need help in order to get through the day. Stop talking to us like we are so we can finally see uh, one of the sequels. I had to take a minute to really think about what I was just reading to you. This has been something that has been brought to my own attention by myself um as I grow involved in how I treat them I learn so much about how to speak to them and how to look at them how do I How I perceive them as well. So that's why I, I've learned how to be language sensitive. Everydayfeminism.com calling grown women and girls is sexist as hell. Here are four reasons why. June 30, 2015, Carmen Rios. I landed my first feminist internship when I was a freshman in college. And it was there that I made a very frequent mistake in writing about situations involving grown women. I would repeatedly call them girls. It didn't take long for me to be informed that it was unacceptable, especially writing and particularly news writing to refer to adults as boys or girls. It seems like common sense now, although actually putting it into practice can still be hard for me. That's because saying girl, girls comes naturally to me. As it does to so many of us, but just like calling groups of people guys is this widespread and completely normalized practice that inadvertently minimizes the existence of women, so does calling groups of people girls. And yet, unlike using guys as a third-person plural catch-all, the use of the word girls to refer to women is very rarely called down on as sexist. In fact, it still goes largely unnoticed even by people who should know better, Even, I'm still guilty of calling women girls, even though I know I shouldn't, the word still finds its way to the tip of my tongue and I hear it everywhere in my circles too. People, including me, got with, got with the girls. They identified themselves and their friends to the world as girls. They talk generally about women's issues by talking about the lives of girls, even they mean women. Even media with feminist lenient, with feminist leanings, these girls is a catch-all for adult topics and stories about adult women. Think of shows like Girlfriends, New Girl, Gilmore Girls, even Lena Dunham's Own Girls. Or movies like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Girl, Interrupted and Dream Girls. Even the book Girl Boss is guilty of it. That's because calling women girls is commonplace. Most people don't bat eyelash when they do it or when they hear someone else doing it. In fact, calling women girls is so normal that people actually feel uncomfortable calling them women instead countless think pieces chronicle an author's journey to the side when one is not a girl or conversely not yet a woman feminists and non-feminists alike have documented their own attempts to mix the phrase completely off in the process realizing how weird it feels to call the adult lady folks in their lives women but here's the thing calling a woman a girl isn't okay when we call women girls we're using the force of language to make them smaller we resist and deny their maturity, their adulthood, and their true power. When we call a woman a girl, you're actually saying a lot of very serious things about gender politics and womanhood. This is a call to action. We need to actually start using women when that's what we mean, because when we refer to women as girls, this is what we're doing. One, when we call women girls, we're infantilizing them. The textbook definition of a girl is a female identified person at the age of 18. And that way the term refers to children. Using it to talk about adult females, women, the first that women are in some ways still immature or childish. In that way, calling women girls very actively infantilizes them. The infantilization of women occurs across realms, especially in American culture. Advertising and other forms of media portray women as being childlike and immature. People of all genders are socialized to see women as helpless, irrational, weak, and in need of protection. The legislators feel it's okay to tell women how to run their lives and what to do with their bodies we handle women with kid gloves, as if their emotions are going to make them incapable of rational behavior in times of stress or conflict. Of course, our shared cultural tendency to refer to adult women as girls isn't the only example of our culture's evangelization of women or obsession with women's youthfulness. We live in a society where women's bodies are only seen as attractive, desirable, and thus, because of the patriarchy, worthy and valid when they fit an ideal standard of beauty. That standard is undeniably sexist, but it's also racist, ableist, cis, sexist, sexist and are normative and ages. Women are only seen as beautiful when they're young. And a huge amount of pressure is put on women to look at and seem young for as long as possible. As women age, they also see less of themselves reflecting the world around them. They're less likely to encounter stories similar to their own in books, movies, and television shows. Advertisements rarely apply to them unless they're for anti-aging products and women they do see who are their age are being praised for not looking in quotations. As our culture demands women stay young forever in order to retain their socially constructed sexual attractiveness and thus usefulness to the patriarchy, it also sexualizes young women and girls and the adult women who look like they're under 18. American Apparel came under fire over and over again for producing advertisements that sexualize either adult women who appear to be underage or actual minors. Adult actresses are routinely asked to play characters who are younger than they are and even minors, which results in a skewed media portrayal of young womanhood. As a result, actual girls are under 18 and not legal adults are seen as sexually desirable and available and thus, too. When we call women girls, we perpetuate rape culture. The end result of all the evangelization and sexualization? Our society's obsession with women looking at being young has filled a rape culture that victimizes young women and girls. Here's what that looks like. Older women are told they're not desirable. Advertisers coax them into doing all they can to preserve their youth and vitality. Meanwhile, younger women and girls are bombarded with messages that tell them that their worth is measured via their sexuality. An APA study in 2010 found that young women and girls are sexualized readily in our culture. The study defined sexualization as occurring when a person's value comes only from their sexual appeal or behavior to the exclusion of other characteristics. A person is held to a standard that equates physical attraction is narrowly defined with being sexy. A person is sexually objectified that is made into a thing for other sexual use rather than seen as a person with the capacity for independent action and decision making slash or sexually is inappropriately imposed upon a person. Sound familiar? I know it does because it's rape culture. And that same rape culture also infantilizes adult women as well as young women and girls by denying them their sexual agency. Survivors of sexual assault are questioned and they're overwhelmingly not believed. They're seen as irrational, perceived to be devious and untruthful. When we call women girls are playing into all of that. We're feeding the double standard that says grown men are sex into their 60s while women are best appreciated when they're close to 18. Barely legal anyone? Question mark. Parentheses. We're, we're perpetuating a norm in which being a woman means the end of being desirable and the beginning of the slow death of someone's societal work. By, rec- by reclaiming the word woman and using it to refer to grown-ass adults as we should, we fight back against the evangelization of women. And when we do, we cut short a rape culture that sexualizes actual girls at the same time. Three, when we call women girls, we're disrespecting them. Despite what appears to be a widespread discomfort with the term women, folks don't seem to be uncomfortable disrespecting women by referring to them in mass as children. We don't seem to realize that girl is a diminutive term or to think critically about the ways in which perceiving of women as girls disrespects them. Our society regularly discredits women often because they're perceived as immature and capable of otherwise less than their adult male peers. That's because, for the most part, our culture sees women the same way they see actual girls. Weak, frivolous, dependent, foolish, irrational, impulsive, and impetuous. When we call women girls, we conflate them with their younger counterparts in the turn of a phrase. We're indicating that they're more alike to children and to adults, and that's incredibly disrespectful, not to mention disempowering. Calling women girls play into a sexist culture, first to see women as whole, independent people with valid feelings, thoughts, and opinions. When we call women girls, we make it easier for their bosses to dismiss their suggestions or look them over when it's time to promote folks to leadership positions. When we call women girls, we feel an academic system that sees women's philosophical and intellectual pursuits as meaningless. When we call women girls, we make it easier for people to assume they lack strength, capability, and competency. When we call women girls we communicate that we don't see a huge difference in the minds of babies of women and girls instead of insist that women of all ages are childlike and immature. we don't do that for men we don't do that for men we don't call men boys on the record that's because we see men as adults as authority figures in their own lives as well as the lives of others as wise as rational. that empowers men to take risks innovate and go their own way also bestows upon them the male privilege of being assumed to have expertise, skill, and knowledge that we wouldn't assume boys have because they're kids. As a culture, we refuse to envision the same growth for girls to become women. That's why calling women girls is so problematic. It hinders women's abilities to really see themselves as leaders, thinkers, and doers. Women are already swimming in the sea of male privilege and entitlement. They're surrounded by and often part of male-dominated institutions in what is undeniably a male-dominated society. Being seen as on par with their male peers and using equivalent terms to address and categorize them, as we do men, can empower women to really tap into the potential push other folks to take them seriously. Or when we call women girls, we're not taking them seriously. We don't take kids seriously. We care deeply about their well-being and personal growth. We listen closely as they articulate their own needs, or at least we should. But we don't take them seriously. We don't trust them with major decisions about finances and lifestyle choices. We don't task them with complex and meaningful work, and we don't expect them to be self-sufficient or entirely responsible. We don't treat men the way we treat boys, and we shouldn't because we shouldn't treat adults the way we treat children. But often we don't take women seriously enough to do the same for them. Often we treat women like children by disregarding their voices, experiences, and ideas altogether. For example, their political demands often aren't taken up, despite the fact that women represent a majority of the voting population and consistently turn out well for elections. Women have fought political battles for the right to do what they will with their own bodies, pursue the same leadership like opportunities as men, and in some of the tragic circumstances of their own lives, like violence and feminization of poverty. But legislators and the general public alike have spoken over them, insisted they know better, and sometimes even that they were limiting women's options for their own good. Further, their ideas and suggestions are ignored, mocked, or silenced, and sometimes credit for those ideas and suggestions are even stolen. Women throughout history have had their contributions to science, math, philosophy, and politics rendered invisible by sheer ignorance or blatant misinformation. They've been effectively cut out and pushed out of positions of power through which they could spark change. They've had their ideas shot down, laughed out, laughed out, and laughed at, and robbed them and robbed from them by men in positions of power. And their own needs and experiences are, are mansplained back to them, dismissed as excessive or straight up unacknowledged. When women explain how they're feeling, they get gaslighted. Other people tell them they're just imagining it or that they're crazy, which is hella problematic in and of itself. People try to explain away their realities and challenge their own intuitive sense of self. Women who speak up demanding to live free from violence, discrimination, and harassment are told they're asking for special treatment. Often, women who claim to have experienced violence, discrimination, and harassment aren't believed. And these examples may feel unrelated, but the truth of the matter is that this huge system that consistently puts women at a disadvantage, uh, we call that patriarchy, works both in major and minute ways. And when we call women girls, we're feeding into the same machine that reminds them constantly that we don't take them seriously, that means they don't matter. Because our society diminishes women and their contributions, they remain largely invisible in our history. We erase them or rewrite their stories or tell their stories without ever seeing their names. And we do this to reduce them so as to make them take up less space and garner less recognition. We do it to make them smaller, like girls. But women deserve space. Women deserve recognition. Women deserve to contribute. Women deserve to be perceived as capable, intelligent, independent, free-thinking, rational. Self-sufficient responsible and mature. Women deserve to be acknowledged for what they are. Grown ass women. Anything less just won't do. And to acknowledge a woman, I would have done it anyway, but I wasn't in this article. Carmen Rios is a contributing contributing writer for everyday feminism. She splits her time disparately between feminist rapper, rousing, writing, public speaking, and flower picking, a professional feminist by day and, and an over-emotional writer by night. Carmen is currently communications coordinator at the Feminist Majority Foundation. And the feminist and the community editor at Autostraddle, You can follow her on Twitter at Carmen Leo, Twitter handle. And Tumblr. Carmen Niels at tumblr.com to learn more about his feelings. I want to make sure I acknowledge the other writer when I did this article. Because I'm going to start doing that more. They're actually telling y'all who wrote what. The other the writer for this one was Jenna M. Um, I did not see a bio for her on what was written um I'll read one more. Wednesday, July 8, 2015, 12:42, East Coast Time. Stop calling women "girls" either patronizing, sexually sexually suggestive. By Hannah Jane Parkinson, the photographer got short shrift when he called Education Secretary Nikki Morgan and G-Secretary Amber Rudd "girls." Why? Because they're fully grown women. Yes women girls here there and everywhere they been stepping out of 10 down street according to one paparazzi photographer i write of the moment education secretary nikki morgan and energy secretary amber rudd were met with a call of morning girls from one snapper morgan was also a minister for women that's women the was was with retorting, girls girls the photographer didn't apologize Morgan is 42, Rudd, is 51. Neither of them are girls, so why do we continue to call women, also known as adults, girls? The term girls should really be limited to the under 13s after that, as the prefix of teenage and I'd say around the age of 16, shift to referring to young women. Then at 18 women, it's not difficult. Girls, screams of gender segregated boys in the color pink, it reached childhood and vulnerability. Sure, the incredibly popular American series from Leonard Dunham was titled Girls, but this is a series was focused on the tricky transition between college years and adulthood. The character is often presented as spoilt, immature, learning to deal with real-life paying bills, getting jobs, sorting relationships. The title is Intentional. Dunham's memoir, not that kind of girl, charts similar territory girl interrupted the memoir of Susanna Case and later mental to a film also follows the transition to adulthood in the life of a 18-year-old. As the playwright and commentator Bonnie Greer once put it, a girl is someone who is not an adult, not a grown-up, is not someone who takes responsibility for herself. Calling women girls, especially undermining and patronizing in the workplace. People might say this is oversensitive. I'm a woman, after all. But in a world in which substantial paint inequality and glass ceilings still exist, language matters. There's a simple rule to test whether something is sexist: would the situation be the same if applied to a man and not a woman? I can't imagine a group of male senior executives referred to as boys, but it's easy to conjure up girls in their reverse scenario. England's women's football team, World Cup bronze medal winners, no less were frequently referred to as girls by puns and commentators. One might argue that male footballers are referred to as lads or the boys, which is true, but these terms are not so loaded. The phrase throw like a girl, for instance, is not common parlance. Men don't constantly have to prove they can play sport to a high standard. Men don't get their asses commented upon as Olympic gold medal winners. The flip side to the term girls when not used as the patronizing verbal equivalent of pinching someone's cheeks or a pat on the head is sexual. It's a lyric on the street, all right girls, or men talking about pulling girls or as the otherwise fabulous Elvis would have with girls on the beach or slash oh wet peaches. It says a lot about the sexualization of young women that the term girls refer to both preteens and women as sexual objects, but we won't go into that here. Then there's just girl as a lazy and personal address when a random man can't be bothered to actually name beyond rude. Finally, I'm also not a fan of the girl's not out. What exactly is a girl's not out? Drinking through penis-shaped straws without group hair straightening? Let's leave this phrase to bargain when CD compilations featuring Atomic Kitten. It's basically a marketing term. It's great that young women are feeling more confident about calling themselves feminist and standing up for principles of equality. Uh, without having to hide behind girl power. Something that's always felt a little bit of the comic strip. I'll be honest here and say I do think women call other women. Girls gets a free pass. I know people hate it when free passes exist, but it's the way of things. Off the slap a girl, please for close female friend or even a girl as a as or a girl as a sign of endearment was always said as a cheeky nod to solidarity. You know where one. Did of the ironic hey girl line gossiping, macro which blossomed into the beautiful famous ryan Gosling, meme but for real these things are very different a male boss saying good job girls to professional women in their 20s 30s 40s 30s and upwards let's not pretend otherwise beyonce was almost right but it's not girls that run the world although one day it may well be women. um i also want to say this i think I would not define girls as young, immature women, because even the dictionary, the definition is sexist in and of itself. I would say that girls and women deserve to be loved, appreciated, um, respected, heard, with care, seen with compassion. And talk to the entity. I don't call women girls. I think that it depends on... I say women, right? So I say the word women a lot when it comes to my... In our relationships. So if I did say girl, it would never be disrespectful. It would be as this one person, the writer Hannah Jane Parkinson says, it would be a sign of endearment. It would be a cheeky nod to solidarity with them because if we're that cool I would never say girl as and it, I would never say girl in a in, I would never say girl in a dehumanizing way it would be like I honor women so I would say women way more than the term girl so not you know here and there, now and then, as a girl, they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be offended because we've developed that rapport. If I don't have that rapport with a woman, I would never say "girl" in terms of referring to her. But if I do have that rapport with her and I say it, it'll be here and there; it wouldn't be all the time. Um, so if I say when well, referring to her, instead of "girl," called you know, instead of referring to the girl then she'll be okay with it. You know, that's just how I am with women. It depends. Some women are like, I don't mind that. You know, I know you respect me, so it's okay. While some other women are like, I know you respect me, but I still don't want to be called a girl. So I can't speak for all women. I don't even try to. Um, In public, I wouldn't say girl. In private, it depends on the type of respect for a relationship I have with each woman in my life. If I have a feeling, an inkling, or we've talked about it, or I've heard her mention her sensitivity to that, then I would proceed wisely from there. Um I think about subjects like this, and I decided that it could be offensive to say hit like a girl, scream like a girl, cry like a girl, whine like a girl, complain like a girl. Because those statements can be anti-women as well as anti- actual girls. So um... it's like pretty much my philosophy with women with men i i use the terms that are acceptable to them i say men a lot but if i said boys it would be like a, a solidarity when it comes to like um as people in a cheeky uh not as a, uh, term of endearment, you know, it would definitely be up there for sure, it would never, um, be shady at all, never that, it would be a cheeky nod to solidarity, signs of endearment, um, It's like um, I think uh um, Like For me, I'm the type of person that truly is about what I'm saying before I say it, and that doesn't mean I'm perfect in what I say. Um, But I do understand that some people may have an issue with it um, in terms of some of my thoughts. And I don't take it personally. Uh, I'm just thinking as I'm researching, that's why I'm kind of talking like this right now. But let me stay focused because I'm going to stop researching right now. Um, I think about how sometimes when we, when, we ha- when we talk, we have to keep in mind that respect can be subjective based on how people define it. It depends on how close or not close you are with people, a person. It depends on how the duration of the, the relationship duration as well as any kind of intimacy you have with that person. It could be family intimacy, friendship intimacy, or colleague rapport, if you will. So all those things have affected me. I'm glad that we're discussing. Me, so, I'm thankful I got to show more of my children. I'm gonna definitely do more episodes like this. So, stay tuned.